Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our Puget Systems Podcast live Q&A show. This week, we're joined by Kelly Shipman. Oh, this way. Um, he is our internal labs uh, expert on 3D, um, like 3D rendering, game development, um, those sorts of, sort of the grab bag, um, mm-hmm. sort of, because like you also do a little bit of the engineering and like photogrammetry and things like that as well. Uh, but this week... Well, that's news to me. Oh, I had assumed. Uh, <laughs> no. My apologies. Uh, William's still handling that for the time being. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, this week uh, we're being focused on uh, Unreal in part- and in particular the MetaHumans um, beta alpha. Uh, yeah, I think it's they call it early release. Okay, that's that's cool. So, um, whatever which, that means, which is super cool. So. Um, just uh, since you're the expert, go ahead and give us a little bit of uh, background on what what this is and how cool it really is. All right. So MetaHumans is basically Epic's new tool for um, creating realistic. And one of the keywords they use is plausible, realistic human characters. Um, so it's a tool specifically to make very high fidelity um, human characters that are fully animated, fully rigged, ready to go for motion capture, traditional animation, whatever. Um, and you have all kinds of controls over how to make this character. This is basically just an easy way to get a realistic looking character into your scene, ready to go without much work, without the traditional pipeline. Okay. What what would be the traditional pipeline? Um, it would be like, um, I guess the most traditional would be sculpting the um, character in like using Maya and then a program like ZBrush to get the really fine detail sculpting and or Mudbox, um, but usually ZBrush is the, the main one one um and then sculpting that down then you'd have someone that makes a skeleton which is all the control points within the character to animate and then you have to then the bendy bits yeah yeah yep and then um you then have to weight all the vertices of the model to those control points those the bones so when you move your arm you know the these vertices connect to this bone and not this bone. So that way, when you do this, the right parts move. And then oh. on your elbow, you have to like figure out what percentage of which bone they go to because there's a little bit of both in there. And yeah, it gets wow. complicated. So this, you export the character and it's all done, all ready to go. Oh, um, cool. Which is pretty cool. It's very helpful for a lot of, a lot of industries. Um, there's a lot of limitations to it. Like, for okay. example, it's supposed to be plausible humans. The way they did this, um, instead of, like, creating a bunch of characters the traditional way, and then you just kind of, like, morph between them, mm-hmm. which is what, like, a lot of times a, a character creator or a character selection in a game does. Oh, sure. Um, just kind of, like, morphs between different things. Yeah. Um, this, they actually went out and 3D scanned a whole bunch of people. Um, and put all that info into a database mm-hmm. and basically you're moving between data sets and then it then compiles combines that into a 3d model when oh, you're when you export it so um because of that it can't create anything that it hasn't already seen oh okay so that's that's part of why it's only plausible humans because it can only make variations of the nose that it has seen it can't make you can't make point ears because it's never scanned an elf ear you know like, okay um oh that's that's a little unfortunate you i can't guess. have orc tusks because it's never had that um so they acknowledge that that's a limitation but it's also not the goal at first it's just to get okay. plausible humans and kind of start going there okay. there's a lot of calculations that are going on behind the scenes to make it as realistic as possible with like um like calculating how the fluid builds under the skin and all that kind of stuff as you morph between them um to help it make it even that much more realistic so mm-hmm. um yeah there's and then if you were to go use that inf- information to try to make 
an orc or something from the fantasy realm. It's just a whole different set of data, a whole different calculations. Okay. Um, so they're ho- focusing on humans, realistic humans. Sure. Um, it's a uh, right now the metahuman creator. So to, to create the humans is a cloud-based app. It's okay. not anything you download. Um, you log onto a website and you can start creating. Um, you can swap over to my screen and sure. I can actually show you the creator. So this is the MetaHuman Creator. You can see I'm just running in a, a Chrome browser. Oh, okay. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, preset characters that they have or preset humans, I guess. Sure. Um, and this is not so one of the other things that does um all the hair that's here is not like a game character where it'd be like just polygons laying on top of each other with a transparent they're actually doing um like hair simulations and stuff like that oh so it gets pretty it gets pretty heavy um but so let's let's pick one Let's do let's try Rowan. I haven't haven't used him yet. All right. Oh. So this is the creator. So I can now first tool you can do is you can actually blend between these characters. So I could pick some other people and then like this now I can go to these control points and then blend between the those three people oh okay they configure how I want it to look then you can like do some movements I mean, anyone that's played games would recognize a lot of this from, like, like Elder Scrolls, like sure. a Skyrim character creator, stuff like that. Yeah, it's got some cyberpunk get, like, feel to it. Yeah, you can get some, like, very granular details you can change around. And so all this is running right now. Actually, I don't know if this is. So the nice feature about, since this is web-based, mm-hmm. um, you can have it ray traced and it's doing real-time ray tracing and you can be on like some laptop from 10 years ago that has um no uh no graphics card in it and it still does ray trace to real time because it's just um is being all rendered on the cloud and then just streamed to your your machine yeah all right yeah so you can go through you can do there's um change up the skin freckles accents um makeup the color of your teeth change hairstyles um everything you could possibly think of that you'd want to do you could put on here okay oh it's like you can see pretty quickly i can go through all these things including body type um there's some different clothing options there's not very many clothing options pretty limited there sure um but you know because i feel like they're, they're really trying to focus like on the head yeah right? okay um so some of the people in the community have um had some good luck getting their own like bodies onto these characters oh cool um the way it's created that's a little bit easier because the bodies are very generic in this uh-huh. um so it's been a little bit easier to do that. Um, whereas most of the work is, the, like you said, the face. Yeah. Um, so you can go through here, you create all kinds of characters. And then you can, once you're done, export that character either to Maya or Unreal. Those are the only two options at the moment okay. for official support. Um, they did that because a it's epic making it so of course yeah. it's gonna go to unreal right. and b um all the animations that they have because they have like um let me move the camera 
they have some built-in animations just to like give you a feel for everything. Um, Epic uses Maya for all their, yeah. Uh, Epic uses Maya for all their stuff, so they have that exporter anyways. So they're just releasing what they have, what they're using. Um, some people in the community have gotten it into Blender, but it's just up to the community to make their own exporter. Yeah. Um, and once we get to Unreal, I'll show you like the controls they have, and it's it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, that's the creator is uh -huh. web based, um, pretty good facial um, controls and all that kind of stuff. Um, pretty in depth, but one of the things that they have said is that um, because this is to create or because this is created using um, three scans of people, the intent is that not that you'd be able to make an exact 3D replica of any person you want. Okay. There's just not that that granularity of control mm -hmm. um, at this point. Maybe in the future, once they have more scans, more information going on, you could. Could you scan some, say you have an actor, could mm -hmm. you scan that person and, and then take and create a model from your own scan? Do they have you, that? So kind of, okay. um, you can't import anything into the metahuman creator. Okay. So you can't put a skin texture or a 3d model into the creator and make it work. You would, you could scan the person and then, um, put it onto the three, the, the skeleton that it creates. Okay. That's possible. But then you're basically doing the traditional setup from before and you're not really saving any time you would ah. just use your the traditional uh, workflow okay um so yeah at the moment no they said they might look into that in the future but it's not the the goal with this right okay. now because that'd, be, um, that'd, that'd be super cool uh, yeah then i feel like they would take some of the the weight off of their side of things you yeah. know it's it, so but before before we move on there is a question from uh yeah. from youtube greg greg Kafalas asks um he says i haven't been into mh creator yet sorry if this is obvious i've seen some ridiculous lod close-ups of pores and things from metahuman is that texture scanned or actual deformable geometry it is um yeah if we get up in here um not sure how it'll show up on on the stream but yeah they um super full screen they have like you can see all the pores on his forehead individual hairs in his eyelashes and eyebrows and um yeah it's very high i think the uh by default it's exporting at 8k texture so 8000 pixels by 8000 pixels wow um which is a huge like you, you'd never put that into a, a console game for sure yeah. um <laughs> and even on my uh, 3090 it it's kind of the frame rate drops when i add the character to the scene but yeah it's fully in there and then if i was to um like it's all fully animatable it's as the animation starts moving it, it bends and squishes and everything oh, wow um you can see the the detail in the eye like that's a high resolution eyeball right there you can see all the different blood veins and stuff going on wow um so yeah it's it's very um very high detailed so it's is using three texture scans um and then using some kind of mathematical formula in the back end to combine all the the faces because like i said in the blend i can then go to skin and then can i guess this is just sculpting but you can um, add your change of freckles and all kinds of other stuff yeah. in here. And it kind of will blend it all together and make just a highly detailed thing. Wow. It's, it's pretty incredible, really. Um, there are other programs out in the world that do similar things. Mm -hmm. There's one called Character Creator 3. Um, there's some pretty mixed opinions on that, um, especially the company behind it. But uh, I 
see it used a lot. Um, I think a lot of people complain about the the cost of it. Oh, okay. They sell everything in modules, so like Character Creator Three is one set price, but then if you want more stuff, you have to keep paying more and more and more for all the different add-ons. Um, but that also uh, character Creator three allows you to do fantasy characters and um 3d like uh, you can put your own face into it and okay. all that kind of stuff huh. uh, it just doesn't have the tight integration with unreal like this does like this I is see. within an hour you can customize a character have it into unreal engine um and then run your um your face tracking app and be animating your character in Unreal within an hour. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty great. Um, and normally, and so like again with the traditional workflow, that would have taken like a day at least or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, to sculpt a character from scratch, mm -hmm. if you want, like especially if you wanted a specific character, mm -hmm. um, probably looking at a week for the face. Wow. Um, just to sculpt it, and then to then put that onto a skeleton that you can animate and all that kind of stuff. It's even more time. Um, With the skeleton part, is that kind of a one and done? Like once you have like the mannequin or like the frame, can can you then kind of wrap yeah. just about anything to it? Yes and no. I mean, okay. um, everyone's like forearm and um, like bicep arm, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I it did take anatomy in in, in college mark classes but i don't remember all the arms your arm femur yeah <laughs> um they're like different proportions to each other so like you might need to shrink up some bones and stuff like mm. that um but really the the time consuming part is the waiting where you um attach um each vertice to the bone to like how much it's going to move how it's going to squish when you flex your arm or the face is ridiculous because you know your face you have hundreds and hundreds of muscles and as you move them around different things happen and everyone's yeah. are different and yeah that's that's the time consuming part is um the waiting okay um but i mean if you're there's the time and that then corresponds to cost but in a if you're doing um you know some feature-length movie the cost to make that hero character is pretty minimal for what it's going to return so like sure. doing it the traditional way is still not that big of a deal um Oh, also because you can't do anything that this hasn't been scanned. Say you have a character and the story has like this big scar along his face. Yeah. You can't even do that in here. Oh. So like a lot of those like character parts of a, of a human, um, you can't add in um, very easily. So you'd have to go back to the traditional route I see. or you could export this to Maya, do those custom sculpts and then bring it back in. Um, so yeah, that's that's what the human metahuman creator is. It's basically a quick way to get it. Um, like I see this being huge for um, like previs. Oh if sure. You want to start blocking out stuff? You could get um, make a character that looks 80 percent of what the your actor looks like. It's yeah. close, but doesn't have to be really great. Um, and then it has the full rig set up for motion control, including face. And you could have some stunt performers like blocking out shots the same day, you know, yeah. like just in and out and start getting that previous stuff done, start blocking out everything um, before your main actors show up on set or before final, you know, maybe that's not the final movements you're recording, but you just want to do some previs. Like this is huge. Yeah. Get in there and get it done. Um, I don't know if we'll see this in like a triple a game for main characters or in a, you know, Marvel's not going to release the new movie featuring a meta human, like sure. But they might use it for background characters or um, stuff like that. You could just populate. You just need someone else to like walking behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do this, have someone motion capture it same day and put it into your, your scene and be done. Like just pump it out real quick. 
Um, so yeah, there's it will be useful um, once they get the more powerful sculpting tools into it. Mm -hmm. Then you'll start seeing it in those bigger things. But yeah, it, it, it's gonna be really cool. Um, I don't see this being used for architecture. Um, they use a lot of humans in um, into like their pre their shots. That, you know, they have some people um, walking through a courtyard yeah. or whatever. Yeah, just because no one in there is going to spend the time to animate the character. Sure, they have um, huge libraries of either videos of people shot on green screen walking with whatever clothing or three D scanned people doing whatever. Mm -hmm. and they can just grab that, plop it in the scene, and render and. Ah. They don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, an architect's not going to be like, I need this character and I need this exact motion. Let's get a capture, right. capture suit and go through all that work. That They, they want to do it. <laughs> They're focused on the building. Right. They don't care right. about the people. People is just set dressing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And also, um, they specifically said this is not going to be used for character creator in a game. So, like, if you're trying to make a game and you want to um, have a character creator option when you, like, start the game, you can't use MetaHuman to do that. That's oh. because this is all web-based. And then you then have to then download that and then attach all the bones. And, like, mm. there's all this stuff that is just not going to work. Okay. Um and the download is is pretty big yeah um and it takes a while to export even from from this like when i did it earlier it took probably 10 minutes from when i hit export until when it was like downloaded and into my scene okay um, which is like for developing a character from scratch not very long if right. you're playing a game that's way too long yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah you won't see it for that which okay there was a, a live stream that unreal did and that was a asked a lot and was like can i put this into my game and no not really hmm. okay um oh. yeah greg has another question he's yeah. asking speaking of architecture do you see this saying staying so generously included uh with a ue or a separate licensing model like twin motion i'm curious what they're gonna do with it because right now it's standalone so it's not like it exports to unreal but mm -hmm. it's not in unreal so right. um i wouldn't be surprised if this is separate somehow i don't know if they'll charge for it or, yeah. or what they're gonna do um i definitely see them <laughs> keeping it very close to the chest sure yeah it feels like it feels like almost um like you're not going to open up unreal engine while you're for your whatever your project and have this as a tool inside of it it seems like it is it's separate but yeah. but um maybe not necessarily like paid for separately right yeah yeah i i don't foresee them including like building this into unreal for a long time because right now there is like i said it's all web-based because it's using a massive Hefty. amount of data and they didn't want that to be a download yeah so they kept it all on their server um the processing power to generate all this stuff is pretty intense to be able to render it i mean like um, so I can't make his hair shake. If he maybe plays, it was moving he's, a little bit. Yeah, <sighs> see his hair jiggle. Right, like that's actually some pretty. Um, that's like this is simulated hair. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a intense process for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see this being built in anytime soon. As far as licensing, I don't know what they're going to do with it long term yeah. um unreal or epic has a little kind of go back and forth between stuff being free and then stuff being paid for and like they they really try to get people to pay for it that pay for things that are going to be making a lot of money off of it if you're not really making money they don't really want you to pay for anything makes sense so it's um twin motion's been a little strange i'm surprised like I don't, I don't know what they're doing with trim, Twin Motion. That's their architecture, um, like bridge between architecture and Unreal. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of a standalone, but it uses Unreal on the underlying side. But then you can like hmm. move stuff back and forth between Unreal and Twin Motion pretty easily, and it's 
just exist in this weird space. Um, so if anything, I think twin motion is kind of the outlier. Yeah. And this might be continue to be free. We'll, we'll see. Neat. So, so you download, you download, so you make your, your person, mm-hmm. then you export, it downloads something to yep. your computer locally. Yep. Which, you, which is, what is that then? So goes into another piece of software. <laughs> um, so it goes to Quixel Bridge, which Quixel is a, um, a company that Epic bought out a few years ago. Okay. They, um, they started off doing um, generating uh, textures and stuff like that. It was a tool to like procedurally generate textures. They then grew to, um, the, it was a program called DDo and Endu. Um, like DDO and NDO. Oh, okay. Um, and then they progressed from that to just 3D scanned everything. So they have, let's see, 15,163 like fully 3D scanned um, textures and models and stuff. It's all like photo wow. scanned stuff. So um, Epic bought them out. You can use all this stuff in Unreal Engine and they kind of put metahumans into here too. So you'll download your metahumans into here. Hey, that's you. Yep. And then from here, you can then, I don't know why it's a multiple step process. Yeah. You can export from here into Unreal. Okay. Um, it's a little weird, an export process for the traditional sense, because normally <clears throat> when you export something in any other software, that you've ever used, um, it exports a file. And it's like, where do you want to save this file to? For this, when you export here, you have to have the Unreal Engine scene you want it to export to. That has to be open and running. And then they'll just export it into the scene for you. And like, it's all there and ready to go. It's a little weird. Yes. Um, Which, like, (laughs) the other weird part about that is that like, um, so in your scene, it'll create this metahumans folder, mm-hmm. which you can just access on your desktop. Like it's, that's just how Unreal works. If you put something into the content folder on your computer, it shows up in the game. Okay. So I don't know why it's not just like, where do you want to export it to? Well, Cause yeah. What if I want it in a, in multiple scenes do i have to export it multiple times or, or just copy you can probably just folder? copy and paste it but hmm. um i don't know if it's doing some extra stuff in the background um they'll like a whole bunch of things will pop up that you need to be like apply the setting yes apply these settings and um so i don't know if it's just because it's trying to set a bunch of stuff for you yeah um it's a little weird but it's i mean it's not that big of a deal um so yeah, then it creates um, these folders and you can just drag your character in. So I already dragged my character in here. Um, and that's pretty much it to get your character into Unreal Engine is you just hit export and then boom, there it is. Um, all running real time. Um, and so now this is local. This is on your machine. Yeah, now it's on my machine. So the web is out of out of sight. Um, actually, I'm going to close that because it's how takes a lot of data, and I just, just want to dedicate that to the stream. <laughs> sure. Um, how, how intense, like, or I guess, like, how big? How big is a, a character in, in terms of uh, storage space? Let's uh, let's actually take a look at. I haven't looked at that yet. Projects. Meta Studio. So this character is 2.24 gigabytes. Is that a lot uh, in the context of like, say, having done doing this uh, another yeah. way? Yeah, that's a, that's pretty heavy. Okay. Um, because if you think about that, if this was Skyrim mm-hmm. and you have 100 characters and there are 2.24 gigabytes each. Oh man. You know, like, We're getting and again, that, that's Call of Duty status. Yeah. That's uncompressed. <laughs> that's, you know, once okay. you package it for a game, it would get smaller. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of data. Okay. Um, 
which is again why they didn't want it to be downloaded if just the finished character is two gigabytes all the yeah. other data that you're not using wow. is that much yeah more. that's yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but now so you have a character in here but at the moment it doesn't do anything it's just okay. there it's a mannequin it, yeah it's just a mannequin um, you could import your own animations if you were to take this, um, export this uh, skeleton from this. You could. I can't see around my. Um, uh, I can't find it right now. Um, but you could export the skeleton to Maya, put your own animations, bring it back in. They also have a tool where you could, if you have um, animations already, you can an animated skeleton. You could merge that to the skeleton that you do have and some other stuff you could do to get animations onto this. Okay. Um, basically, if you know how to animate, you can figure out how to get this to do things. Sure. Um, what has got a lot of people excited, though, is the real-time motion capture. So be able to like control this in real time using motion capture. Okay. There's a lot of different technologies to do that. Sure. Um, there's uh, Epic has a plugin that you can use an iPhone. It specifically uses an iPhone for the LiDAR and some mm -hmm. other stuff. Um, and you can transmit that data into here. Um, there's the old school or highly detailed way of doing it where you have like the little dots all over and you have a camera okay. in your face and it tracks all that stuff. Um, I set mine up using a software called um, uh, Facewear Studio. Okay. Um, so Facewear is like, that's what they do is they have motion tracking software. Like that's what they've done. Okay. Um, they've recently updated Facewear Studio and um, they have a partner company um, that they work with uh, called Glassbox that um, created a, a, a plugin for Unreal to be able to take um, Facebook Studio's data. So let me move this over here. Uh, why is it not? Oh, gotta calibrate it first. Yeah. Every time you open it, you have to calibrate neutral pose. Okay, there you go. So like literally that's all you do is you open it up, put your face in the screen and hit calibrate and then it starts tracking on this character that it has wow. here. Wow. Um, you can then go through and tweak all of the settings to fine tune the motions because it doesn't exactly match my mouth movements and stuff. Sure. Um, it's close, but um, so this is just using a Logitech C920, which is probably the worst thing I could be using to do this. <laughs> um, according to Facewear and everyone else, you want at least 60 FPS. Ah, sure. Just sure. to get that, like when you talk, your mouth actually moves around pretty quickly. Right. Um, and like blinks and stuff, like a blink is happens in a fraction of a second. And if your frame rate is off and you don't capture that, then your character doesn't blink. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you want it to be as fast as possible. So I'm only capturing at 30 frames per second, not 60. So it's... <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was funny when you when you went you know you went like this. Yeah, you like smooshed your face. Yeah, <laughs> it has some like weirdness where it was certain. Oh, it kind of doesn't like my glasses either. Like I took my glasses off and I look at its eyes. Okay. <laughs> um, I have to like recalibrate it. There we go. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will do um, with the iPhone. They actually like wearing a helmet, and it has this arm that hangs off that holds the iPhone like right in front of your face. Oh, okay. That way it's there, and then you can like move around and be able to capture it. Um, there's a bunch of different technologies to to basically do this. Um, but facewears are uh, get distracted easily. So facewear recently updated everything to work with MetaHumans, and it's mm -hmm. only been out for like a week or two. Yeah. Um, so they are doing a like six month free trial of this program, oh, which is nice. normally like twenty three hundred dollars or something. Like it's it's not a cheap program. Dang. Yeah. Um, Take advantage. Yeah. So you'll find a lot of YouTube tutorials talking about that and how to get it set up and some um, 
Like one is uh, Feeding Wolves, who um, it's this uh, woman named um, Gabriella. She does a ton of motion capture animation, a bunch of tutorials on how to do the different motion tracking systems, like with the full body suits or gloves that track finger movements and a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's Solomon Jogwe, uh, who has an animation studio, does a bunch of um, his own uh, TV shows um, for the for YouTube and stuff. Um, and then Matt Workman. Oh yeah. Um, he created a new channel on YouTube just for um, just for mo- for a metahuman called. Oh shoot! I forgot that one. Citizen Meta One, yeah, that's the one. Um, that's separate from his cinematography database channel, which is more about virtual production in general. Um, so yeah, you can, and there's a whole bunch more people out there doing stuff. Like people are just all over this um, uh, metahuman technology right now, and um, so you can find lots of stuff. But those are the three that I've been using. Um, Gabriella's the um, feeding wolves is what I use to get everything set up on here. Mm-hmm. But basically, you install this, you run it, and then um, when you want to get Unreal to work, all you have to do is stream to client, just turn this on, mm-hmm. then go to Unreal Engine and hit play. And <gasps> now my character will move and respond to my head movements and mouth movements and blink and um let's all let me put this side by side so you can see again this is not very like i didn't spend any time calibrating all these different sliders that are available in unreal or in facebook studio to make this work this is just out of the box yeah and it works that's amazing Um, yeah, so uh, Gabriella has some videos coming on how to customize everything to make it even better. Like dial so it all in. Really, yeah. Wow. Um, so definitely like check out their YouTube um, if you're wanting to really get into this. But just to get into it, it's um, it's pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, on both Gabriella and Solomon's web or uh, YouTube, they'll have the um, the discount code to be able to get the free six month trial of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out their videos, and they'll have the the code in there to be able to to and, get this set up. And seriously, like if you're at all interested, that that's a tremendous six months free for mm-hmm. twenty three hundred dollars software. Like, yeah. Do, Man, jump in with both feet. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And like I said, I'm just using a spare Logitech C920 I had lying around. Um, not doing anything special. Just open it up, start running, and this is what yeah. I get. I mean, we, we, um, the, you saw it all just live right there. There was no, this wasn't like pre-done or anything. Like, you, yeah. It was, wow. And, and like, just the character was downloaded. That was it. Yeah. And to like, connect faceware studio and um unreal engine like you if you go through the tutorials that um gabriella has on her website yeah. on her uh, youtube um it's like a five minute video or something and it's literally like install faceware studio then download this plugin put it in this plugin folder on unreal yeah and then launch everything and wow. you have to put in a, an activation code into the plugin once that opens up but it they just connect together and it's all set up to recognize um this character well there's a special blueprint that you that you install but like that's literally drop for installing something in unreal is like you drop it into a folder and it starts and it's there wow um so yeah wow, like this they seriously made that super easy yeah um, and so once again I'm, I'm gonna put the so gabrielle is feeding wolves on on youtube i'll, I'll put this mm-hmm. in the chat for everybody um yeah like i said she's gonna have um Solomon. she's gonna have a video coming up soon with how to dial in all of the sliders in both unreal and in faceware to make the motion capture like track better sure um 
I'd probably recommend something better than a Logitech C920. Um, I don't own an iPhone, so I couldn't use that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of people do, and you could use that even as long as it's like I think iPhone 10 and up is what it needs. Okay. Whenever they introduced the like, face ID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, um, and then Solomon, um, he has a video about getting a Samsung phone to work. Ooh. So apparently you can't do it with Android. There's a, tons of different options. It's, and there's tons of people out there making these videos. So just, um, kind of search around and you'll find some information about the hardware you have to make it work. Like someone's trying it, yeah, <laughs> whatever okay. it is, someone's figuring out how to make it work. Um, if I was spending more time in this, I would definitely upgrade the camera. Right. Um, I am running a, a 3090. So I have a pretty beefy system, but I'm still getting 60 FPS right now. Um, I don't know how much of that is being limited by um, the fact that I'm only recording at 30 FPS on my right. cameras. And I'm also running, you know, I to get... Uh, for some reason, Facewear Studio did not recognize my cameras. Just the C920 would show them, but it couldn't connect to them. Hmm. But if I ran Logitech Capture, it would recognize that and could read that. So, That's like, I have extra layers of stuff going on. Plus, I'm also That's running the stream. Thing. I have NVIDIA Broadcast running. I have, like, lots of stuff yeah. going. And I'm still only using, like, half my processor. Nice. Um so your mileage may vary at for yeah. those of you at home. I currently have like ray tracing turned off, but this is the full resolution character. I don't have, you can do a lower resolution. Um, and uh, MetaHuman Creator also exports all the different LODs or layers of detail. Mm-hmm. Um, where the further away from the camera you get, the... Um, it drops more polygons out basically sure you can actually see that if i was to back up the beard would disappear because that only exists on um that only exists on the highest level the highest two levels of the lod oh that's funny um beyond that it because it's not created the way a game character would be where it's just like polygons sitting there it's actual hair um it, it doesn't work with lod right now i see um but you can like see little bits of the the model changes you move back oh, it's nice so for if anyone is using this in a game that's kind of a time-consuming part of developing anything in, for a video game is developing those leds because yeah. that helps performance tremendously and this exports eight different layers levels of detail so you have like this huge range of wherever and if you like want to drop off the two highest because they're too high resolution you can do that and then you have the six lower ones, you're ready to go. Wow. Um, so yeah, it definitely, it's going to be a huge time saver for a lot of people. Really fun to play with. Um, I just, this is a sample scene that was on Epic Store, just yeah. dragging my character and there you go. Neat. Oh man, this is super cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what people are, what people are doing with this stuff. This is going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you are in any of the, um, if you join any of the like virtual production work working groups on Facebook or um, Epic has their own Discord channel called Unreal Slackers for Unreal <laughs> Development stuff. Okay, um, just kind of an unusual name for a seems like it would be a Slack channel. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, they have a, a MetaHumans section in their Discord, and people posting all kinds of cool stuff. People are having good luck putting their own care their own uh, like bodies and clothing onto the metahumans or um, retargeting different animations and um, lots of really cool things happening in a very short amount of time. Like it's only been out for like a week or something, a week, maybe? maybe two weeks. Yeah. And people are just all over it. Oh, have, you, like, have you found any kind of, um, any jankiness, any any like uh, gotchas um, when when messing around with this at all? Anything people should know before diving um, in? 
Uh, I think the biggest is just don't expect it to be flawless right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. it, you can get a character from start into like the level you see here where it's reading my head movements and all that kind of stuff in a matter of minutes is not going to work great. Like, and if you don't know animation, if you don't know unreal that well, it's going to be a little rough because like this is diving into the deep end of production, even though it's super easy to do, Mm -hmm. it is the deep end. (laughs) Like they're just speeding up the process a little bit. All right. Um, so I just say have your expectations in check, um, but like if you just want to create a simple little like like machinima level little animation, like you could have something up and running in no time. Yeah, some people I've seen some people working on. Um, so the main way to do motion capture for this kind of stuff is with suits. They actually have called xn suits or moses i can't remember now i'm getting confused um there's so many different motion control things depending on what it's um checking but xn is like the big suit that people would use um because that like senses everything every move every muscle and then you can get some gloves that sense all your finger movements and we'll track that into here jeez um that's the main way to do it i've seen some people basically doing the same thing I'm doing with the camera mm-hmm. where it's just using a webcam to do motion capture because like, that's what the Xbox connect has done. And yeah. like other, a lot of other cameras have had that functionality built into it. So they're getting that to import into unreal. Um, they already have that working after like two weeks. Like that's amazing. Yeah. People, this really like was a big shot in the arm for motion capture, which is already a, a big thing, but it uh-huh. took it from, in the minds of, you know, feature filmmakers to really the indie people are now like, Oh wait, I can do this. Like I can get in there and get good enough. Um, and now you're saying all oh, this huge wave of things being created. Oh, um, that's so cool. Yeah. It, it's really neat to see these different pieces of, of technology kind of um, evolving and, and, and just popping into existence in a, in a way mm-hmm. and, and kind of feeling or getting an idea of, of what the future is going to be like. Yeah. It's, it's, it gives you goosebumps, man. It's really neat to think yeah. about. I mean, this is, this is like the beginning of like Oasis level kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, where you were, you will have like a virtual avatar that is you and, well, and it's, that's their next thing that NVIDIA and Epic have both been talking about is the um, put my glasses back on now that I'm not doing the motion capture so I can see the screen and read text um, is the Omniverse. Yeah. Um, so it's Unreal Art can already ha- already has a collaborative um, functionality into it where two people can um, basically work in the same environment. Like if, if Houston, if you and I wanted to be working on this scene together, I could actually see like your character or representation of you in the scene. So I could see like, oh, he's overworking on that section. Yeah. Uh, but basically they're going to make it so that like you could have your character walking around in the thing doing whatever um based off of your metahuman that you would make or like that's really popular among engineers to um actually build out like a car you can have your character sit in the car the camera's positioned where you are you have a vr headset on you can have another person say next to you and be able to see them and you guys can like talk about like oh the instrument cluster needs to move up a little bit or this different thing needs to move around because you're just sitting in there and you would see that people virtually right um yeah so like this is just the tip of the iceberg yeah and this is early access and it's only about two weeks and people are already building out like the fact that i could just pop this in here run this other program and i a guy who like avoided animation like the plague since i was in <laughs> art school days um i only wanted to do environments because animating sucked um right. i could do this in like no time that's it's crazy that's so um, cool 
Yeah. Oh man. And so early, early on though, you said this 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 isn't really meant for video games. So are they really more aiming for uh so by that I mean like um like you could you export a this character into mm-hmm. a video game mm-hmm. and then package that game up and ship it out with that pre-built character. Okay. You would have to optimize a little bit because you don't want every model to be two and a half gigs. Right. Um, but that's pretty easy to do in Unreal and anything. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not to be a character creator in a game. That's, Got it. Okay. That's not going to happen. And that makes sense because it's all cloud and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay. Dang, still though, that's yeah, that's still pretty cool for, yeah. you know, if, like you were saying, for if, if just to make... Um, this was something like along the lines of the last of us mm-hmm. where the character isn't changing at all. It's a, it's a set actor in, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. And uh, it, it would be a lot quicker than to create those characters and get them out. I suppose. Yeah. Right. Wow. I think once they kind of get this more robust and especially integrated with other stuff, um, I suspect they'll get to a point where like, um, like this maybe the metahuman creator is like bridged with Maya or something mm-hmm. so you could like use some of the controls blend things together and then you have like a different layer like photoshop does where like you could put in like scars or you know battle paint or whatever yeah. on top of the metahuman stuff but still be able to control the metahuman and kind of go back and forth um I foresee that happening at some point down the road and like sure. that's when it'll start to really like become a big deal being able to get a fully customized character is of just like making a good looking character it's like exactly what you want wow and be able to have whatever clothing whatever equipment they're wearing you know like right, right now i can even put a, a headset on the person like it up all oh, right do that on a different way okay um which i mean wouldn't be that hard but you just need to know how to do that right um <laughs> it's just a little extra step that's exciting so man there's the, you said there's obviously there's a lot of data that's going on with this because you were saying like you know the face is smooshing and like and mm-hmm. uh, something that i notice a lot with the with the vfx react guys is like the pores don't stretch right yeah, yeah. And, but and it you were showing that close-up of the cheek and stuff and it was it looked like it was doing the way that it it's supposed to. So, mm-hmm. do you know where they got a lot of this data from? Did they just have a, a hundred thousand or however many? Probably not that many people. But did they just like sit there and make goofy faces a lot, or is this a lot of sort of more machine learning AI sort of guesswork? Um, so, from my understanding, from the they did a, a live stream a while back, um, talking about this stuff. So they just three scanned the some people just mm-hmm. straight faced didn't they weren't like acting out anything just okay just can't. um but then though that waiting like i was talking about when you have mm-hmm. these um control arms in, in there's a whole bunch of controls within your face all these different bones that simulate muscles and stuff there's a bunch of stuff going on in the back end where that is looking at the, all these formulas of like how the fluid moves in your skin as you smile or whatever. It's not just stretching it. It's like, how does it, how do the pores move in there? How does this underneath the skin move mm-hmm. that then causes the skin to move? Like um, they have all that is machine learned, like all these um, algorithms going on to make that happen. That's why it stretches. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of that stuff, you're already saying that coming into um, various animation pipelines to be able to have better facial movements. Like people have been working on that for years. Yeah. Okay. okay. So they're just doing that on the cloud. Yeah. Again, that's probably, that's why you're not doing this locally. Cause yeah, that they would, you'd hit go and you'd have to come back tomorrow or something. And, right. and then, and then your guy's stuck in one face. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. That's cool, man. That's really neat. Um, wow. But I mean, like you could, the benefit of this being in the cloud again is that like if you look at the traditional like 
um, who does what on a ver- on a movie set. Mm-hmm. You could have the director or the producer, like they could go through and customize a character and be like, this is the kind of look we're going for. And they're just sitting there on their MacBook or whatever yeah. with, that has no GPU power into it because it's just a cloud-based thing and then send that over to their artist who then can then export it into Maya and then do some customizations, get the final touches and have that ready to go. And they don't need to have all this skill, all this practice with creating a character from scratch or any be able to draw anything or whatever. They can just use the tool to make something like this is the look I want. Mm-hmm. And then get that to the artist who will then make it look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is a good tool to like empower the entire production process. Wow! Wow! Once you have it exported, the character, mm-hmm. um, it's just like any other character. You have some level of customization at that point, or can you then edit the the? So to be able to edit it, you would need to um, for like say you want to edit the skin or whatever. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll put that scar in. You'd have to then take it from Unreal, get it into Maya, and then ah. do the whatever sculpting process. Maybe you just take the face texture that's in generated in the folder and put it in Photoshop and do something, even though no one would do it that way anymore. <laughs> that's how I used to do it back in the day. You just edit everything in Photoshop with how materials work today. You can't really do that very easily. Okay. Um, because you have too many different materials that need to be edited simultaneously. Mm. Um, before in my day, it was just the color and then the bump map, and you could I could do that in Photoshop. Sure, can't do specular and metallic and all this other oh. stuff. So I can't make like I can't make Silver Surfer all you know all of a sudden. Uh, it would take some work, but you can do it. Yeah, okay. Actually, I could I could probably do that to this character in a matter of no time in unreal just by changing the material putting a new material on it it would probably look a little weird but i mean it technically it could happen okay i was like I'm, I'm seeing the preview of what you're doing i'm like are you going to do that right now i wasn't going to <laughs> just in case i like, can't do it i don't want to like fail on live stream ah, we only have three okay. minutes left i don't that's have time Right. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So we got we got just a few minutes. What? Um, man, this is super cool stuff. Ow, mm-hmm. ow. Um, it, anything else you want to point out about this? Anything to mention or talk about? Um, and now anything, I feel like I anything you're like, kind of excited? Uh, I should have like jotted down some notes or something ahead of time. No. That's um, there's nothing that I can think of that we haven't talked about. Okay. Basically, this, right. this is kind of the tip of the iceberg. Sure. Um, it's going through that phase right now in the Unreal communities where everyone's talking about it. Everyone's posting their thing, and people are getting really sick of it. <laughs> oh, um, really? Okay. That's, that's typical whenever there's a new tool for any industry. Everyone jumps on it like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And people are like, yeah, calm down a little bit. Um, and now it's the point where like, okay, new tools are being built. New workflows are being created. And it's kind of getting into actual work as opposed yeah. to just being this fun little tool that you can do on the web. Um, okay. Yeah. So if it's something you're interested in, like this is ground flow. There's, this is the time to get into it. Yeah. Um, like even, in fact, the, the one person that we linked, uh, Gabriella, mm-hmm. it's literally all she did. She was like, she'd been doing um, 3D stuff in the past and wanted to learn motion capture. So she just got into it, just started doing it and started um, making YouTube videos and She's already doesn't have a huge following, but the people that follow her know like this is where to go to learn about motion capture suits. And okay, there's new XN suits available. What does it do? How does it work? And like she's becoming the person to go to for that. Cool. Um, same thing with Solomon. He's like just dove head first in, started making YouTube tutorials, and his people are like cool. Hey, what's yeah. next, Solomon? Like, show us this thing. Hey, have you looked at this thing? And yeah, if you want to get into it, now's the time. Do you think this is something that'll be like super disruptive? Like, are are is this going to be something that you know you you see with advancements in like Premiere Pro or mm-hmm. um, 
after effects and stuff and people's jobs sort of disappear sometimes or or have to pivot and change is this one of those sort of things like something brand new that like oh snap this guy might not have a job tomorrow or whatever <laughs> so it was funny that was definitely a fear of a lot of people in the um the live stream that epic hosted a lot of people mm -hmm. were saying like, oh my god this is gonna what's the point of even learning how to do characters and to that i would say that's not gonna go away anytime okay. soon especially in its current state like right. if you want like if you want to make a digital double of Tom Cruise, I can't mm -hmm. do that in, with this tool. If I want to make... Is that a yet? Yes. Okay. That's a yet. I mean, any tool is... You can't do it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to make a fantasy character or even a robot, like, this oh, isn't the sure. tool to use. Um, and then even when you look at motion capture... Mm -hmm. Um, even the best motion capture system that they have out right now, it's still worth the time to take that data into a traditional animation software package like Maya and clean up the animation to make it look better to like, it's, you still need to have those skills to make okay. that work. Um, and I feel it's the same way with the face, like you can make something look good here, but to make it interesting and unique and whatever, you'd still want to go traditional way and like sculpt out some scars or some extra pores or give it whatever special characteristics to make that a unique looking character. And you still need to know the traditional skills to be able to do that well. Okay. So I don't foresee this being that disruptive, um, at least in the near term. Sure. You know, five, 10 years, who knows? Um, and also there's been tools that do this kind of stuff for a long time. Okay. Like I was talking about character creator three, that's the right. third version of that software that does this kind of thing. And it has more options for the types of characters you can create. Mm -hmm. um, like that's, it's been out there for a while, but people still choose to do it the traditional way because they can get a, that infinite control over how it looks. Um, so I, I don't think this will be that disruptive. Okay. I think a lot of people are going to adapt it, but yeah. I think it's more going to be another tool in the animator's toolbox. Okay. Yeah. yeah like you were saying, you were saying earlier, kind of, um, like for previs or, or sort of rough draft sort of work. Um, mm -hmm. and then you clean it up a little bit later and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Or like, um, background characters. Yeah. There was, um, there's a video I saw recently. I should post an R Slack because it was kind of cool. Where they um, they filmed a set and um, there's a whole bunch of live actors in this like it's like a party going on. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a couple spots as the camera pans around that like they wanted a, someone else walking by during that time just to like fill out the scene because there, like wasn't someone there. And so they used a digital character. And they just like added them in, and you would never know that it was a 3D person. Like you would, it just looked like a real person because it's kind of like as it's moving, they're not the person in focus. Yeah. Um, and like that kind of stuff, this would be huge because like you don't have to create a new character. You can just like, hey, let's build this real quick, get our motion capture guy. Hey, walk holding a tray. Yeah. And you capture that and done, put it in the film, and you're ready to go. Um, <laughs> So for things like that, it's just going to be another tool. Like, hmm. why spend the time creating a character from scratch when you can just use this? Yeah, okay. It's not needed to make a character from scratch. Yeah, you get the crowd running away from something, and it's just yeah. you don't need a bunch of real extras. You can just put in a bunch of pretend yeah. or big art. Yeah, okay, okay. That's uh man, that's exciting. I love. I just I love. Yeah. It's going to be. What's the right tool for the right situation? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That does put us a few minutes over our hour. So uh, we will wrap it up and say goodbye. Um, again, I just want to reiterate to the to everybody that um, what was the software, the face thing? Faceware Studio. Faceware Studio, six months free with the yeah. code from um, Feeding Wolves and Solomon Jogway. Um 
there's some other there's like they did a promotion with a ton of people but those are the two that i've been using to like learn how to do the stuff so definitely check them out check it out this is super cool stuff and i feel like um this is super brand new this is something that Mm -hmm. i think is going to be a a mainstay going going forward this is a big thing so if if you're at all interested in this sort of industry in this space man learn 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 dive into Mm -hmm. this it's free basically and it's uh i think it'll be incredibly valuable to a lot of people going forward this is amazing six months is a long time to learn a tool like this like that's you can make some cool stuff in six months if i can put that out in a day right you can do something cool in six months <laughs> right well look at the cool stuff people have been doing in the, just a couple of weeks like, yeah just the few days that this has been out so yeah take advantage if, if this is at all into anything you're interested in this is a this is a perfect time to become an expert so do it it's super cool mm-hmm. thank you kelly for taking time out of your day to yeah. join us today this was really really interesting really mind-blowing stuff that that i'm Wow, I've floored. <laughs> so yeah. thank you very much. And uh, I want to thank the audience as well for joining us today. Uh, we do this every Friday, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we bring in uh, internal experts from Puget Systems like Kelly here and also um, external experts, folks who are you know knee deep into the industries that we as a company serve. And uh, we talked about what, what's shaking. And uh, so tune into that uh, every Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see you all next time. Yeah. Bye.